Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. Things are about to get juicy this year, you guys. I, I have people who want to be guests. Yay! And so I have um, two lined up in February, one in March and one in April. And I know that's kind of spread out, but I only have four people who reached out. So I don't want to do them back to back to back. Hopefully in between more people will reach out and say, hey, I would love to be a guest. And I will even follow your topic. If you have something you want to speak about, I am more than open. I told you unless it's demonic, evil, um, or something just mean and nasty with no turnaround for a positive ending. So you can email me, Sonya, S-O-N-Y-A dot McQueen, M-C, Queen, 69 at Outlook.com. And I promise I'll get back with you. Also, don't forget the Led by Motivation newsletter. It's called Motivational Monthly. Oh my gosh, my girl Paula, she just made my day yesterday. Um, there were people, as I said in the last podcast, who promised to write newsletters and one of them didn't even reply to my message and that's okay. And a couple of other ones just let me know that they couldn't get their thoughts together. They were unable to do it, but they want to do it still. So I told Paula I'd have to wait, but Paula found all my old newsletters, sent them to me. Look at God. And I am going to pull some of those articles and go ahead and re-release them for the January and maybe if necessary February because it's been 10 years. Y'all ain't seen this stuff. Um, and once again, if you want the newsletter, you could email me at the same email if you want to write for the newsletter, you can email me at the same email, um, or or if you want to contribute in some kind of other way, and I do not mean financially, I mean edit, um, do pictures, puzzles, whatever, you could email me at the same email address uh, with your name and whatever you want to give, because remember, this is free to everybody, and it's from you to the masses. If you want to receive a copy of the newsletter for your community center, for your churches, for your personal life, for um, your job, whatever, email me. I'll send it to you and you can print it and, and put it out for whomever. Now, on to today's topic. Um, I, I was telling a friend yesterday, I was in the kitchen and I'm I'm constantly singing, you guys. It doesn't matter that I can't. I'm constantly singing. I sing from the time I get up to the time I go to sleep. And probably five to six times a week, I wake up with a song in my head. And I'm singing it either in my head or out loud. That's no joke. So I was in the kitchen singing. I don't know if any of you know Kenny Rogers, but I love me some Kenny Rogers. Um, personality. I don't know a lot of his music, but I, I liked his movies and his charismatic ways. And he just seemed to be a cool dude. And he had this song called The Gambler. And the lyrics are, you got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him, know when to walk away and know when to run. But I kept saying, know when to walk away and know when to run. And I was like, man, it reminded me of a conversation I had with somebody after my last podcast about how do you know when to shut the door? Because I was talking about a young lady who 
um, was in a uh, in a violent relationship, and the person I was speaking to was like, Basanya, how do you know when to leave? I don't have the answer to that because if you've known me any of my personal life, I have no problem leaving. <laughs> I have no problem just walking away from anybody. Now, I'm, I'm married and I absolutely adore my husband. I love him. Um, so I think it would hurt if I had to leave him, but make no mistakes about it. If my husband ever thought he could put his hands on me, or start calling me out of my name, um, or emotionally or mentally abusing me. I love me. I absolutely love me. I'm leaving, but I know that that's not so easy for everybody. I know some people stay in relationships because they have a fear of leaving. They're, they're scared that that person is going to come after them. They are scared to be on their own. You know, this is somebody they're familiar with. They've been with them for X amount of time. And now I'm going to be all alone and I got to pay bills by myself or I've got to pay bills or, you know, I've got to start over and I've got to do this and that. And they stay or um, they remember how that person once was, you know, so-and-so used to be a good partner. They used to be a good partner. They used to treat me like the king or queen I deserved to be treated as and you know maybe if I fix this or do this they'll go back to that person and some people won't admit this but there's also a fear of losing you feel as though if I leave this person who's treating me like this they might improve and get with somebody else and be really good to that person and now I've lost and that person has gained what I could have had. So I'm going to stick around. I don't know why people stay in relationships that's not good for them Um, or relationships that have run their course. Some relationships, they just run their course. They've run their course. You know, you're you're more of homeboys and homegirls now instead of husband and wife or homegirl and homegirl or homeboy and homeboy. It doesn't matter. You're more of the, hey, what's up, have a good day, and don't speak to each other again until the next day. Hey, what's up, have a good day. You you know, it's run its course, and you've done everything to fix it, but nothing changes. Then you have the relationships that are ungodly. They're hopeful. Um, not hopeful, I'm so sorry, hurtful. Um, they break your self-esteem, or your personality changes. Why? Why? And the crazy thing is, so many people walk away from relationships that help them grow, where they laughed and they were light and they were full of love and they had a great commitment and that made them bigger and better. And then you end up in a relationship with a scumbucket (laughs) who treats you like they can live with or without you. They really couldn't care less. And you stay. Why do we do things like that? Now, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I've had some really great people in my life who treated me amazingly. And I couldn't deal with that. So I left them right where they stood. And then scurried to the next relationship, which was somebody 
You couldn't trust them any more than you could throw them. And I didn't care. And I would stay with that person just because. Just because. But I knew what I was going through. Well, actually, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was going through at the time. I figured it out later. And I felt like that's what I deserved. I deserved the kind of man that really wasn't worth nothing. And I don't mean cheating on me. I mean, and I definitely don't mean putting their hands on me or talking to me crazy. I just mean maybe didn't work. You know, always at my house eating up my food, using up my electricity, you know, not worth much. Um, not a good parent. Have kids that you're not taking care of because that just shows me what you're about if you don't take care of your children. Family didn't like them. That that tells you a lot, too. When somebody's family don't like them and warns you, then that, that speaks goldenly into your ears. Those are the kind of people I would stick around just for a little while, though, until they decided they wanted to start throwing the love word around, and then I'd have to leave them. But a really, really, really good man back in the day brought too much fear to my life and I would find reasons to get rid of them. There was one in particular. I mean, I was crazy about this guy and I knew he felt the same about me and he would like get off a tour and come straight to my house and limousine would drop him off at my house and he would bring me the best gifts and just brought so much joy to my life and it scared the dickens out of me. So what do I do? I go meet somebody else. Comes off a tour. I tell him, hey, it's over. I'm done with you. Get Hit him totally out of left field. But I knew what I knew. I knew that other person, because I really did meet somebody else, wasn't who I was going to be with. But I also knew that this other person was bringing too much joy to my life and I didn't deserve it. So maybe that's it as well. We're with people because we deserve. That's all we, we believe. That's all we deserve. You know, I, I remember a time, um, I, I'm not sure if I told you guys this story before I talk so much here, God only knows, but I had a friend, a really good friend, and um, her and I shared a mutual friend. And this friend would come over sometimes and she'd have like a black eye or a busted lip or something, and we would ask her what happened. And just like you see in TV, she'd come up with excuses. Um, then one day, she told me the truth that, you know, her husband occasionally put his hands on her. And I was like, are you crazy? You don't have a gun. You don't have a bat. You don't have a knife. You don't have nothing. You put your hands on me one time and that's all it's going to take. You know, that's what I say. So one day we were having a get together, a party, and she was there and she was having a good time. And her husband shows up because he was friends with my friend's guy. I hope you got you, you stayed with that. So I guess he was invited to the party. She definitely was invited to the party. And he sees his wife and they're having a good time with us. He tells her to take her bleep it a bleep 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 home. And she said, why? And that's all it took for him to hit her in her face in front of us and grab her by her head and start dragging her and that didn't sit well with me. So, of course, I jumped on him. 
And of course, my friend jumped on him too. So we're both beating the dickens out of this dude, you know. We we actually beat the hell out of him. And um, he left, she left. And if you didn't know from the onset of this conversation, if you've never been in a situation like that, I lost the friend. She never spoke to us again. She never spoke to us again. So I fully understood he had total control of her and what she did in her life. And um, I reached out, of course, a million times because, well, knowing me back then, I probably reached out once and left the ball in her court. But if I knew what I knew, if I knew what I know now, I don't know, I probably would have handled things a little differently. But I lost that friend. And I, I'm positive I told you the story about um, a friend I had. She was a teacher, gorgeous, and knew it. She used to say, um, she used to look at herself in the mirror and say, I'm, I'm a bad bitch. And she would laugh and she would flip her hair, you know, and go on about her business. And I would crack up because she was actually really gorgeous. And um <laughs> One day she called me crying, like two, three in the morning. And I got up and I went to her house because last podcast I said, friends, you can call them two, three in the morning, they're going to come. So I get there and her face all swollen and everything. And her boyfriend done whipped her tail and left. Now, it was her apartment. He was living with her. He left in her car because he didn't have one. I don't even remember if he had a job. But she was sitting there crying, you know. He um, beat her tail and then had a beer in his hand, shook it up and threw it on her, just threw it on her. So I'm sitting there talking to her and asking her, you know, well, what do you want to do? You know, you don't have to put up with this. You're you're gorgeous. You, you got it going on. This is your place. This is you. This is you. You, it, it's obvious you don't need him financially. So, you know, and I'm talking to her in, in my very loving, but immature ways. And he comes back. It's about four in the morning. He comes back and he excuses me to leave. And I laugh. You know, I'm not going anywhere. And if you remember a podcast a while ago, I told you a big problem I've always had is I have no fear. You know, when I'm quiet or I just ignore people, it's because I can. But make no mistakes about it. it it's not because I'm scared. So I laughed and um, told him I ain't going nowhere. I'm not going anywhere. And eventually she asked me to leave. And I was telling her, you sure? Because we can get rid of him. And I said it in front of him. We can get rid of him. I don't remember what was in my purse, but there's no way I came empty handed. I'm sure it was a knife because back in the day, in my purse was always a knife, which still remains the same, but I always carried a bat in my car, which still remains the same. So I told her, we we can get rid of him. He, she was like, no, I'll talk to you later. Now, she was a teacher. Do you know I never seen her at school again? I believe she was a, a full-time substitute. So she might have transferred schools or something. But after that, I might have spoken to her once. And the second time I remember reaching out to her, it might have been the third or fourth, he answered and let me know that I, my phone calls weren't welcome anymore. And I'm sure 
I had a few things to say to him. Um, but fast forward, maybe three to four years later, I was in a supermarket in Kansas City and um, I'm walking in and grabbing a basket and there's this lady putting a little boy in a basket and she looks up at me and I recognize it as her, my old friend. And her hair is a complete mess. She's got on a sweat suit, you know, a two-piece jogging outfit. And if you knew her, you wouldn't have caught her dead ever in a sweatsuit out in public. She always had on her heels and, you know, her, her perfect makeup and her hair would be perfect. And she had it going on and her nails. She didn't have any nails. She didn't have on any makeup. And she had a little bruise on her face. And she looked at me and looked down instantly and started pushing the cart. And everything in me told me to go to her, but I didn't. I didn't. I knew right then she stayed in that relationship and everything in her was broken. Her self-esteem was gone. Her love of self was gone. I was guaranteed she wasn't looking in the mirror anymore, talking about what a bad bitch she was, flinging her hair and smiling and, and you know, high-stepping off. I could tell she was just a broken woman with no love anymore. And it took years later that I thought, because, of course, I was still thinking, wow, mm, she messed that up. You know, went on about my shopping and um, I didn't care as much as I should have. I didn't care as much as I should have because even then I should have said, listen, I love you. Let me help you. Let me help you. I don't know where to start, but together we can figure it out. You and you and this cute little baby, y'all can come to my house. He doesn't know where I live. By then, I probably moved my fifth or sixth time because I moved every year. He doesn't know me like that. You come with me. Let me help you. But I didn't do any of that. And years after that, I kicked myself for it. And I tried to find her years later. I couldn't find her on any social media at all. You know, so often people end up in relationships like that. They end up dead. They never rebuild their self-esteem. They become permanent punching bags. And it's sad that we could either A, go from just loving life and loving ourselves to Becoming a footstool for people who only want to control every aspect of our lives. That's all they want. They want full control of where we go, what we do, where we work, what we do with our money. Financially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, they want it all. And it's not theirs for the taking. It's not. Because let me tell you something. God didn't put us on this earth to be controlled by anybody. 
He is in full control. And if you believe that, you know what he has for you. And when you end up with somebody like that, you know that's not who he in, in, intended for you to be with. But we stay. Maybe it's not that bad, but any kind of abuse is bad. Emotional abuse is bad. Physical abuse is bad. Mental abuse is bad. Financial abuse is bad. Spiritual abuse is bad. It's all bad. And when we see somebody going through that, it is our job to reach out. Now, my husband would honestly, if he was in here right now, he would say, mind your business. <laughs> if that's what they want to go through, you mind your business and keep it moving. But he also knows my personality doesn't say the same. Not where I am now. Not where I am now. I, I remember being in Walmart maybe three years ago. And... I think I spoke about this on one of my first podcasts. And this little baby, maybe between one and a half and two, picked up candy. You know, um, she was walking and she picked up something, of course, at the checkout line. And her mom caught her little bitch and hit her. And a couple of people gasped. I asked that lady, was she crazy? I, I, I was so mad I told her first I lied I believe and told her that I, I work for a DFS or something like that but I told her that that child would be taken away from her in the blink of an eye and you could tell this lady was just so mad and I thought about it afterwards but I thought man I don't know what that lady's going through and if she could do that in the store in front of strangers with no thought of what could happen to her, I cannot imagine how she was treating that child at home or what she was going through to even do that. And I should have, my husband would say, absolutely mind your business and keep it moving. And maybe you guys feel the same way, but I thought later, man, I should have told that lady, listen, listen. You could go to jail, you can go to prison, your child could end up dead, anything could happen. You need a little break. This is my phone number. This is my phone number. You call me, I'll come get her. Do you have other kids? Do you need a friend? What do you need? Are you in anything? You know, maybe eventually I would have got a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. I also could have probably beat her ass right there in the store. I don't know. I don't know. But the point is, it was another situation later on. I kicked myself because all I said to her is, are you crazy? I work for DFS. <laughs> I, I, don't make me call somebody to come get this child. Are you crazy? Because instantly it bothered me that she put her hands on that baby and called her out of her name. That's what little kids do. They touch stuff. They grab stuff. They want stuff. That's what they do. You know, when I have um, my grandkids, I go down to Kansas City and I have my grandkids and I take them to the store. Do you think I think that they're going to just walk by me and not touch stuff and ask for stuff? Absolutely not. 
When I take them in the store, I already have in my mind how much I'm going to spend on them. And when they start grabbing stuff, I tell them, hey, let me see how much that costs. Okay, if that's what you get, that's all you're getting. That's all you're getting. But these two can get more. It makes them think I put it back on them. And if I couldn't do that, I would tell them before we even got in the store, listen, you guys, grandma doesn't have any extra money. We're going to get exactly what I'm here for. So if you ask for anything, I'm going to have to tell you no this time. I'm going to train them right before we get in the store. But I'm not going to get in the store with kids, knowing kids are going to be kids, and start cursing and yelling at them when they want stuff. That's what kids do. I am 53 years old, and that's what I do. I go to White House Black Market, and I want. <laughs> I go to Jones, I want. I go to New York and Company, I want. I go to Nemus Marcus, I want. I go to Macy's, I want. I go to JCPenney's, I go to Target. I go to Walmart, I go to the Dollar General. I want stuff. So, of course, the little kids want. And, of course, they want and they ooh-ah-oh. So you tell them ahead of time. You tell them ahead of time, but that's my job. I'm grandma, so you want, I buy. But I don't buy you everything you want. I have a limit. There's limits to everything. They can't go each and pick up the motorized cars, which are $200, and then go buy the Lysol size dolls, which is another 100 each, and this and that. Next thing you know, $400 per kid on a Wednesday. They're not doing that, but I'll tell them, all right, you each have $50 each, 50 each. So as you pick up stuff, let me see what it is, and I'll tell you what you have left, if anything, or if you're over your budget. Not only am I teaching them about money and budgeting, but I'm letting them know grandma's not a cash cow. You can't have everything, and it also makes them think for themselves. They're kids. Now, sometimes kids, like the little girl at Walmart, let's just say she's in a, an abused family and she's being abused. Maybe mom's being abused by dad and she's being abused by mom. And dad, you just never know. And they grow up and they don't know any better. And that's what they stick with. So they either A, end up with somebody who treats them just like that. and That's all they know. So they think that's normal. This is what I deserve. This is life for me. This is what my life looks like. Baby, if that's you, it's not true. You break that. You break that cycle and look at yourself in the mirror and start using those positive affirmations about how beautiful, how blessed, how fabulous you are. How you deserve the best. And then start taking the steps to get that. You start taking those steps. You stick up for yourself. You let people know, I am not your punching bag. I am not your verbal abuse bag. I am not this person. If I want a job, I'm going to get a job. You live your life. Do not live your life being 
putty, pudding, mashed potatoes, anything soft. You need help, you go get it. There are too many resources now for people to say, I didn't know what to do. There are too many. I would say pick up the phone book, but pick up your phone. And if you don't have a phone, just go out into your community. Go to a church, a cathedral, whatever, a mosque, whatever it is. And if they can't help you, they shouldn't be in existence. But start somewhere. If you are abusing somebody, you can stop, apologize, pray, go to the same places. And if they can't help you, go to another one. Reach out to a friend who you know is going to breathe positivity, life, and a different way to be into you. But you guys, as a community, we've got to look out for one another. When you know somebody you claim to care about is being abused, go to the throne and ask what you should do, how and if you should intercede, what steps you should take. Don't be like me and just be a loose cannon and go in there, guns ablazing. <laughs> Talking reckless. Don't do that because you might become a victim. I told you I don't I don't have a filter sometimes and I'm working on that. You know, actually, I'm doing much better. I'm going to tell you guys this last story and it really has nothing to do about with with what I just spoke about. Um, but um, I am a, a contract worker and this guy opening a new business. He's been a businessman for a while and he's got plenty of money in the bank. He needed my help and he offered me less money than anybody else has ever offered me. Uh, I told him I haven't made that little bit of money in 10 years, but because I seen the bigger picture for him and everything's not about money, I said, okay, I'll, I'll help you. So I signed a contract with, well, I didn't sign the contract, but we agreed to one year. I would help him full time for one year. So on day two, he comes to me with something crazy. Now I turned down two more contracts that paid double what he was offering because I had already, I'm loyal and my word is my bond. So I'd already promised this guy I would help him. And um, I'm changing the story a little bit. So so um, I'm not too obvious because a couple of people might live out here and know who I'm talking about or what I'm talking about. But on day two, he comes to me and says, hey, listen, this didn't go through and that didn't go through. So I really need your help, but I need you to come back in two to three months. Now, back in the day, I would have cracked up and said, you crazy. I probably would have said some choice words without raising my voice. And if I was really mad, I would have went out to my car and got Billy. That's the name of my bat. And I would have came back and wrecked house. I used to be like that back in the day, you guys. I was angry. And anybody who pushed my buttons wrong got it. But I looked at him instead and I said, why didn't you tell me this before? 
even before yesterday. He got incensed with me. Sonia, if I would have known, I would have. I just smiled. I said, no problem. You know, I turned down some really good stuff to help you, but no problem. And I went out to my car and I left. Now, before I drove out, I reached out to both places that I had um, turned down to help him. And one of them, I just sent the email and said, hey, listen, um, I, I know you asked for help and I turned it down a few weeks ago. But if anything else ever comes up, just keep me in mind. Um, and then I reached out to the second place. I, I called. She didn't answer. The HR didn't answer. And I left a voice message and said, hey, I know I turned down what you had wanted of me, but um, if anything else comes up, let me know. What I turned you down for is not going to work for me. Both those places reached out to me the same day. Both of them had something different for me. Both of them asked me to um, contact them, and I did, and re-interviewed with both of them. And I know for a fact both of them are going to make me offers. Sometimes you've got to shut a door that is not meant for you and you've got to trust the process. And for the first time I could imagine in a long time, I trust God's process. I felt like that place I was at, I didn't feel easy about it anyway. And I really felt like God shut that door, but left those two other ones open for me. So when you ask for God to show you where you need to go and what you need to do. You need to trust the process. So let's go back to the uh, uh, why we stay in relationships. I don't know the answer. But if you ask God, he's going to show you and tell you. Trust the process. If you ask him what to do, he's going to show you. Trust the process. And follow the directives. All right, you guys, I'm going to get out of here. Um, it's been a beautiful week. Pray for each other. Reach out to everybody that you are led to reach out to. And um, have a beautiful, beautiful day. I am Sonia McQueen. That's Sonia.McQueen69 at Outlook.com. I hope to hear from you guys. I hope that people want to get the newsletter, write for the newsletter, um, share the newsletter, draw for the newsletter, edit the newsletter. I hope people want to be a part of this podcast. Just reach out to me. I always respond. Take care.